welcome everybody to Not So Famous Achievers. Weekly conversations with some of the world's most amazing but not so famous achievers on what they did and how they did it and what you can learn from their journey. With your hosts, Will Christ and Robert White. Hey guys. Thank you, Paul. And uh, hello, first of all, uh, to Miguel Garcia, our guest. I uh, was introduced to Miguel by my dear friend, Chad Burmeister, who said that Miguel is uh, just a dynamite guy, a, a serial entrepreneur, and an interesting fellow. And uh, that's the kind of person we want to talk to. Miguel, uh, I'll introduce you to my partner, Will Christ, and uh, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, can you give us a, you know, I, I actually we did this uh, prior to the show, but I'll ask you to do it again. Tell us a little bit about what you and your wife are up to and uh, uh, anything about your your journey today. Yeah, so my wife and I have been married for 37 years. We had 15 children. Wow. Yeah, one five. Yes. <laughs> we ha we have a set of twins with Down syndrome. Um, they're thirteen years old. Then we had a an another boy that was a last child. Um, and since um, well, you, you got you got to like m figure out how 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 um, feed fifteen people three times a day at home. It, it's not through, <laughs> it's not through corporate America. So you <laughs> had to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, and, and make it happen so we we built uh, seven businesses we're on our eighth we exited three um that back in 2017 and 2018 that's when the, those exits happened and we're building a naturalchoicecompany.com um and it's a manufacturing company we're focusing on natural products uh, plant-based um, oils and soaps and towelettes and household cleaners and things like that wow yeah. well you know when i share with people that i have eight children uh you know six birth and and two adopted most people will go wow but 15 that's an incredible incredible family yeah it is i mean you know we're catholic so you know people, <laughs> people ask me that, that they're like why why and i'm like dude <laughs> uh, you know, when we were getting married, the priest asked, you know, it, it's, it's a contract. It's a binding contract. And so you say, the priest says, uh, would you accept all the children of God's engine? You said, yes. And it's a binding contract. And so I do my part and God does his. And if you think about this, uh, um, the blessings that God has bestowed upon us uh, to be able to raise the children. We have 13 alive now. We lost uh, one. She was eight months pregnant. She had to have a C-section. And the other one had cancer at the tender age of six. And he passed away um, after he turned seven. But um, I've always seen God's hand in everything. And every time I, my wife said she was expecting or whatever, I would get a promotion, get a deal, get a contract, something. <laughs> you know that uh, my friend, the late John Denver, uh, did a song that's kind of a hymn. Uh, maybe a hymn for all religions, and uh, it's called All This Joy, but the opening out of it is all this joy, all this sorrow, all this promise, all this pain. You know, that's life. And, oh, it is. You know, I, uh, I've, I've gone into a hospital room 
for my son Tom twice to say goodbye to him. Fortunately, mm. fortunately he survived. But when I look at uh, the joyful moments in my life, it's been around the birth of my children. And when I look at the most difficult times in my life, it's been around moments like that. I can imagine, or all I can't imagine what actually losing a child is like, but yeah, you've had that. You know what? Uh, um, our faith, okay, if you believe that there's a better place than earth, you believe there's a heaven, then there's no need to be sad. I mean, yeah, there's some natural sadness, but um, for us, it was like he went home. You know, our goal in Catholics is to earn heaven. Well, it took him only six, six and a half years to earn it. For me, I just turned 60 and I'm still struggling. So, you know, he won the still, uh, a lot faster than I did. So you're still earning. <laughs> yes, I'm still earning. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, are you in California? I'm, I'm no. trying to remember. No, in Kansas. In Kansas, right in the middle of the country. Yeah, we moved from Chicago um, in 95 and never looked back. Well, good for you. Uh, you know, the part of our theme here, and, and you know, Will will help drive this uh, somewhat, is uh, what have, what's happened along the way? I mean, you've had all of these differing, very different, I'm sure, entrepreneurial experiences to support your family and to contribute in the world. Uh, it's kind of like, what have you learned in, in terms of both success and failure? Well, I've learned that I should choose my business partners very carefully. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Very and good one. We have to have, um, so, so, so businesses have core values. I think families have to have core values. Um, and personally, you have to have your own core values and to choose a partner, a business partner, they need to match. And people don't think about that. They just look at the, um, well, he's good at this or, or whatever else. And they ignore it all the other things and you end up having issues. Um, so I had um, business partners for 17 years. And right now my only business partner is my wife. Um, I would take one business partner, I think, because we really share the same work ethic and everything else, but um, be very, very careful. That's, that was my one of the biggest lessons that I, that I had business also. Uh, get a mentor early on, investing yourself in self-development because we don't know it all. We think we do. Um, you know, I was made in, making it up as, as I was going along. But uh, when I started the self-development journey and, and focusing on, on, on me, you know, a college degree gets you to a certain point. I don't have one, by the way. Um, but experience and, and having a mentor will really um, accelerate your your journey on whatever path you're in. Um, so that, if I was, you know, I always get this question asked, well, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? And it's like, invest in yourself, get a mentor as soon as you can, because he's going to save you a lot of headaches. Well, that's, those are, that's music to my ears. But Will is the expert on partners and on putting the right people in the right seats. Will, what comes up for you in that area? Well, I, I appreciate talking about um, password. I mean, uh, about core values. So, so tell me about how how do you determine whether somebody shares your core values with with you when you're hiring them? Oh, we we have them listed. 
So you come, we're there on our website. The reason why we put them on the website is because it weeds people out. They look at the core values and they're like, oh, I don't have a match. And, and they don't even try. Uh, uh-huh. if, they're try- if, they, if they come and apply, um, we'll hand them over a sheet and say, hey, these are our core values. We hire, we discipline, and we fire based on core values. Uh-huh. So it, it's pretty simple. And, and, and all right, so, so that helps you get the right people. How do, you, how do you, what do you look for in addition to core values? Um, somebody who's coachable. I, I don't care if they have the experience or not. In, in some cases, I, I look for uh, coachability and, um, you know, for other traits that, you know, they, they're self-starters and things like that. I don't want to micromanage anybody because I'm not that way. And so I look, look for somebody that is going to be able to go, okay, I'll figure it out. And when I have an issue, I'll come in, you know, I'll talk to you or something like that. But that's, that's important. Um, I, I don't care about degrees either. Um, no offense to anybody, but I fire more people with MBAs that I care to think about. <laughs> um, it's just that they think a certain way. Everything is, um, they don't have the, the life experience that, that I've had. Yeah. So how big is the company right now? How many people? Oh, right now we just started. Uh, we're set, there's seven of us right uh-huh. now. We, we just finished production um, late July, and then um, we've been packaging product and, and getting out to the marketplace. We just signed contracts with a marketing company to take over the um, e-commerce. So we have four distribution channels. So we got B2C. And, and that involves the website, our Amazon store, Etsy, eBay store, direct to consumer. Uh-huh. Second one is I have experience with retail. So we are opening retail stores. We're open in our second retail store next week in Manhattan, Kansas. Then the third one is since we manufacture, we have a white label program because we have the manufacturing equipment and it's idle sometimes. Uh-huh. And, and and the last one is B to B. Um, we just came back from Dallas. We went to the World Trade Center, and um, there's going to be a show in January where we could showcase our products and directly to uh, other businesses, so they could we could create dealerships. So, what's the website again? Naturalchoicecompany.com. So what did you do before this one? You say you're just starting off with this. Yeah. Uh, so before, <clears throat> did a lot of things, but um, the main business was um, a retail chain of, of tactical stores in military bases. And we have some stores outside the military bases as well. So we would sell um, upgrade equipment for the soldiers. Unfortunately, our government does not provide, at least the Army and the Air Force, the 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 most um, the comfortable equipment and also um, the uh, I don't know the the best equipment period like for instance a pair of boots for a soldier that gets issued by the government from the lowest bidder they weighed about three pounds so when you, these guys were in um, Afghanistan doing fourteen hour patrol I mean that that kills your feet and we're selling boots like Nike or Under Armour, there are nine ounces. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a huge difference. Uh, um, they're, they're a tennis shoe, basically. 
and very comfortable. You don't need to break them in. Same thing with their holsters. The government is, would issue them like holsters from World War II or something like that. And the newest <laughs> technology in holsters, you could deholster your pistol your, um, in less than one second. And no snaps nor anything like that. And so the soldiers would pay their own money to upgrade the gear. So that was what our retail stores were about. Um, also, we had, um, so we sold tactical gear, anything that the, the soldier wore except guns and ammo. But outside the base, we had a gun, we had four gun retail stores. And then um, during the Obama years, when ammo was scarce, I decided to create, um, build a ammo manufacturing company. So we did that in 2014. To support so did you sell did, did you sell these companies yes. to exit from it yes yeah uh, I, I tell me about one of the things on your that you're selling is essential oils yes right so where do you where are you manufacturing essential oils oh so we partnered with a company that's 112 years old and they they're a, like a laboratory and they buy oils from all over the world and so they've been around a long, 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 long time. And we buy the oils from them and we package them here. Um, we ask them to do blends for us, certain type of oils they blend together. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar because guys are mostly not familiar with essential oils. It's like 99.9% .9 women. Um, but th they do our blends. Like um, the formula for our toilets, um, we said, okay, we want something that sanitizes it's 100% natural, no alcohol, nor anything like that. So they developed the formula for us, and we're manufacturing it. And the oils exactly. are used in in, uh, in our body care line. It's oil-based, uh, same thing with the soaps. Well, I, I'm very familiar with Young young Living okay. Essential Oil. And, and they, they one of the things that was really important to them was that they were doing the manufacturing of it as well as the growing of it. And yeah. so uh, how, how do you compete with them with, you know, when they're, you know, they sort of have an integrated, uh, uh, integrated their product line. Well, it's not really competing with them because they're, it's a half truth. They do have fields. They do have things, but um, you know, they don't, 100% of the product, they don't manufacture 100% of the oils. They buy them from the people that our company that we partner with, they buy them from, doTERRA and them. So it's like they got lavender fields in Utah. Okay, really? I mean, it's like wine. You know, I got wine from Kansas. Would you prefer that over <laughs> California or France or something? It's the quality of the, of the product. I could grow lavender here in Kansas, which I, I did actually. But um, I, I, I think they have a big marketing company that really, um, in, a, in a way, takes advantage of, of, of the customer because their prices are super inflated. Yeah, I'm noticing that your prices are significantly less than, than Young Oil, Young Living. Uh, well, all right, so, so how did you get into from manufacturing uh, support for soldiers and ammunition creation manufacture into essential oils? Great yeah. question. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, went from guns, guns and ammo to essential oils and soaps. Um, <laughs> it's, like, 
maybe it was that uh, uh, your you as a guy said this is where we're going to start, and then your wife says, "Well, that's fine, but we're also going to do this over here." Was it? How did you get there? Actually, it was my wife early on in in two thousands because we had six girls, and oh. they've always won those lip balms, the scrubs, the whatever. So my wife started doing those products back then, and we've always. Not always, but I mean, most of the time, we use a uh, plant-based medicine. We hardly do any um, synthetic drugs or anything like that. Um, uh -huh. e even now with COVID, um, our, our twins with Down syndrome are pretty sickly, and and during this time, we've been building their immune system with the oils, and they didn't even have a cold or anything like that. So those products work. So be we've been using. A young living in doTERRA for a while and uh -huh. it's, a big, okay. it's a big family we realized that it was very expensive and so <laughs> yeah so i just bought the company <laughs> so basically basically we're like okay we actually were going to buy a company in california and we looked at it for about eight months we were doing due diligence and all that good stuff and and the deal fell through so my wife says why don't we do it ourselves from scratch i'm like okay i'm game <laughs> let's see if we could chase chase down where where young living gets their oils and we'll just kind of ask if we could buy some of that <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> and you know we have a lot of converts from uh young living in doTERRA that are sure. uh, out oils in of, the quality in terms of in terms of consumers yes not not in terms of uh, uh, sales folks and MLM because no, 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 don't no, have no, any of them. No, 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 no. So yeah. So if you look at, I mean, I know we have a certain amount of time, but for us, the budget was very important for many, many, many uh -huh. years, right? Um, yeah. So we were trying to figure out different ways to uh, um, be able to afford things like that. Yeah. And so, so for us, our mission is to make it available for everybody, not just you know. Because we we hear a lot of people they, they, they say, "Hey, I really love the oils, but I can't afford them." Well, you know, you're giving up on your health. You're, so you're using other alternatives, which is you know, putting chemicals in your body or whatever. Um, everything has side effects, and so for us, our mission is to make it affordable because we understand yeah. what families go through and budgets and things like that. So, sure. Well, I mean, I think that's very, very, very helpful, and and uh, I guess that's. That's one of the ways of uh, uh, of separating yourself from competition, right? Either have different quality, something that's absolutely different, or you reduce the price. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's huge huge margins on on what those other two companies one point four billion dollars a year there. I think they're netting, not netting. It's just revenue, um, right? But right. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And, and that that was really one of the one of the few ways to get quality oil was through first it was Young Living when I first encountered it, and then DoTerra came along five or ten years later. Uh, but I, I find this very interesting, uh, assuming that you've you're going to this to the source, the similar source for that Young Living has. Then uh, why wouldn't I buy from you? Yeah, see, the part of the marketing. Um theme for Young Living in Duterte is like, we have relationships with the farmers and, and growers and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. Um, the, the company that we partner with has generational 
agreements with these people. Okay. And so it's, it's it's been around 112 years. And so, you know, to me, it's like, all right, you want to compare apples to apples, here's our oils and here's yours and do it. And again, yeah. we yeah. get a lot of people that try the oils and they're like, you know, that's it, man. It's really good quality. I'm done with the other two companies. So. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what what I find is that that especially with the last 20 months with um, the confusion, just the confusion, because obviously we weren't ready as a culture to deal with uh, a, a worldwide pandemic. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of confusion around it. A lot of distrust, and then there's a lot of political shenanigans taking advantage of that. But the reality to me is that that people are looking for ways uh, of of taking responsibility for their health. Uh, you know, essential oils for years have been a go to for me, as as well as other other natural um, natural I- I- immune system boosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 certainly Dave Asprey, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Asprey and, uh, his whole bulletproof line, uh, of, uh, of conversation about health and biohacking. I mean, it's a lot of conversation about how can we take care of ourselves, which is something I think we gave up back in the sixties and seventies, right. And said, uh, I don't know whether we, we gave it up or we got seduced into the advertising that uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, were paying for. What do you think? Oh, you're right on the money. I mean, it's, it's seduction, basically. It's like you, you want that headache to go away in two minutes, you know, in five minutes, here, take this pill. They don't tell you about the side effects, what it does to your kidneys or your liver or anything else. And so we gave up uh, all the plant-based stuff that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, I get... Some people that are really uneducated and they get upset with me and they go, oh, really, you you believe in that voodoo? And I was like, hold on a second. Who, <laughs> you know, what do you think your great-grandmother uh, cured herself with? Plant-based medicine. Yeah. And anybody before, or even your grandfather and beyond, there was no Tylenol, no no uh, pharmaceuticals. And it actually, well, also, yeah. they lived a healthier life, too. And right now, um, look at all the weird things that, uh, that people are sick, I mean, the cancers and, and all sorts of things like that. People, well, yes, he has a, a, a pretty um, um, strange form of cancer or whatever. And, and it's because all the stuff, I mean, the deodorant, doing aluminum in your glands. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, Miguel, uh, you obviously have had a testing laboratory called a large family. Oh, yeah. it's, and you might, <laughs> you know, you, your competition might might say that that's a uh, being unequal or being unfair competition. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I come from a culture where it's plant based. I mean, I'm Mexican. Um, I was born in Mexico, and and my wife is born in Guatemala. And you know, you had a tummy ache, and they gave you a tea for this. You couldn't sleep. Right. A chamomile right. tea. You can, you know, just just everything. Even for hair gel, my mom would squeeze a line in water, and you comb your hair, and that thing was stiff. Right. <laughs> all those things, and we we forgot all about that. 
Well, obviously, Will and I need that kind of coaching uh, <laughs> based on results. Uh, look, we're going to take a short break, uh, Miguel, uh, for uh, our commercials. And when we come back, I'd really like to talk about this uh, whole values-based way of hiring and living your life. And also, uh, obviously, uh, your your enthusiasm for mentors. But, Paul, can you... Uh, Crank up your machines and uh, let us know about our sponsors. Well, we're going to give you one quick thought here that uh, plays into what we've been talking about here today. Our two hosts have lived extraordinary lives and been extraordinary entrepreneurs, and Robert White, certainly one of them. He mentors extraordinary entrepreneurs and executives just like you. People who want better results from their leadership performance. He shows them how to turn those results into increased personal joy and satisfaction as well. Robert founded and led two large training industry success stories. He's been there and done that. And his experience will help you find and achieve that extraordinary success you seek in your life. So why wait? Reach out and see what Robert can do for you today. Just email him at robert at extraordinarypeople.com. Robert at extraordinarypeople.com. And start living the extraordinary life you've earned. There are two kinds of entrepreneurs, those who run their business and those whose business runs them. If you've lost control of your business, consider running on EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. EOS is used by more than 100,000 companies to clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. Stop letting your business run you and start running your business. Schedule a free 90-minute meeting with an EOS implementer at EOSWorldwide.com. That's EOSWorldwide.com. And now back to our show. Well, we are blessed today to have as a guest Miguel Garcia uh, representing a family-owned business, uh, I guess technically a woman-owned business. That came out of his family's experience with uh, better products at, at fair prices. And Miguel, you mentioned that your that having a mentor has been important to you. What is it that that can you remember specific issues where that came up for you? That that need for uh, somebody outside to give you feedback and how you received it, how you put it into practice? Yeah. Um... So I've, I've been always like self-taught person, you know, when I had to figure retail, um, I would, you know, back in the early 2000s, I'd go buy two, three books, read them, and then go, okay, this is what, what, what we're going to do. And uh, in the, the mid-2000s, 2014, 2015, I started learning about, um, um, you know, entrepreneurship a little more and and. I started seeking more help and I started realizing that I didn't know everything and that there were people that would give me a shortcut to things. So in 2018, I think I ran across Andy Frizzella. I don't know if you know him um, or Ed Milet uh, through a podcast. And he, his uh, um, podcast really resonated with me because it was pretty straight to the point, the way I am. I don't like any fluff. Give it to me pretty straight. And he was giving business advice and things like that. And, and I'm like, oh, wow, I would do that. Okay, I would do that. And then I started thinking about it. Um, I should get a coach. 
and that's going to help me accelerate my um, my life. And so I did join their group, uh, the Arita Syndicate, in 2018, I believe. And they would introduce me to um, folks like for very specific things, very tactical, um, how to do marketing, how to do launch a product in three months. This is the, the this is the timeline. This is how you do it. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. Very very tactical. And I I learned so much so quickly that uh, I was able to apply it in, in my business. And so if I had to do it all over again, I would seek a mentor as soon as I. I would finish high school and then I would try to get mentored by somebody and go on my own way and build a business. You know, one of the uh, biggest uh, investment companies is Schwab, uh, Charles Schwab. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, someone uh, asked Charles Schwab uh, what, what they should invest in first. And, you know, you thought, well, maybe he's going to say technology or maybe he's going to say real estate or something like that. But his answer was, uh, first, you invest in yourself, uh, because from that, you're going to make better choices. And and uh, in, in working with my clients, that, that's the feedback that I get. They're making better choices. And they're making the choices. I might suggest something, but hopefully I do it because it really fits with where they were going anyway. Uh, you know, and most of my clients are like you, ambitious and focused, and they want to succeed for themselves, uh, for, for their families, for their communities, for their God. They want they, they want to fulfill God's promise to us uh, on earth. And and they are, uh, you know, they're just incredible people like you. And and so it's just a joy to work with them because that by the time they get to me, they're eager to learn. And it's obviously you were eager to learn, and and that's. That's yeah. an important part. And it's it's the mentorship not only in the business world, but personal. Uh, like for instance, one of the things that I've learned um at you know age 55, 56, um, was about fear. That fear does not exist. We make it up in our mind. And this was taught to me by uh um uh, Rob O'Neill, the guy that killed Osama. And he was talking about the seals and how fear is contagious and stress is contagious and you need to control it. And, and in another um, course, they, uh, the speaker elaborated a little more about fear. And, and this is what I'm teaching my kids. And this is what I'm teaching my, my soccer uh, uh, guys is the fear doesn't exist. You make it up. It's either you remember something from the past or which doesn't exist anymore, or you you're you know fretting about the future and it doesn't exist anymore all you have is now and that to me was like the most valuable lesson ever because i was always confused i thought i knew everything but apparently you know obviously not but this thing just enlightened me and, and i'm passing that particular message to my 11 year old you know i'm going hey what's fear and you know we go through it and, and he thinks about it so we got I'm coaching soccer for um, 11 and 12 year olds right now. And some of them get scared going into the game. And I'm talking to them about fear. And I'm like, okay, let's see where it comes from. And I'm coaching this kid. I'm changing this generation. And I love that. So I took a, a role of a mentor now for them. And um, it's just awesome. I mean, there's there's very powerful um, um, things that, 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 uh, you never think about it and you just live 
your life in fear. Well, I think I think that the you know that the the amygdala is really important. I mean, if I'm on the soccer field, I want something in me to be paying attention to something that's going to come across my body that I wasn't paying attention to. So I think the amygdala really does alert us and does a good job of that. I think it's our response to that that gets in the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if we say, oh, no, deny it, it's not really there, not going to happen, it's going to keep pounding us and pounding us. But yeah. once we recognize that the amygdala has given us a sign, then we can thank the amygdala, say, thank you very much, I appreciate that, I've got it now. Yeah, I have it. And then it goes back to the frontal cortex, the part of our brain that says, how are we going to solve the problem, which you are a, a specific example of. How are we going to solve this problem of the cost of, of, uh, of getting essential oils to our children, plus how are we going to put the food on the table? And you combine the, the frontal cortex combines that and solves the problem. So it's that response that turns into a fear that I think we help people out of. But it's also giving them that tool to say, thank you. I appreciate you being out there looking out for my best interest. But I got it from here. So yeah. that's great. You have to do a wonderful conversation, Miguel. Yeah. What's that? You have to discern if it's real yeah. or not. Where is it coming from or whatever? You got to make a, a, an actual decision and then go from there. The thing yeah. is that people just react. They don't think about it. The reaction is what gets you in the hole, you know? Well, but that, to me, that's what meditation and prayer helps us to do, because when we can sit, we can we, we can sit in our chair or on the couch for 30 minutes without having to do something else. We are open. And that means we are open not only to to other people, but we're open to God and creation and all the things that come at us. And we can then choose how to respond. And uh, Miguel, uh, before we got started today, Will and I did a little quick catch up and uh, and about our learning and growth, some areas where we're each of us, uh, you know, what, what kind of brought us together. We're both a couple of, uh, let us say, mature guys, a couple of old guys who are still learning and growing. And and we share we have that in common, which I enjoy a lot. I'm inspired a lot by Will and one of the things that came up for us was this whole idea that we're living in a culture that is dominated by fear. Uh, I think when you work with your 11-year-old or with your soccer team, that's a gift that goes way beyond making money, it, that goes way beyond succeeding in business. Because if 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 we can develop young people that uh, are less easily manipulated by the culture and can... Yeah do some critical thinking about important things like fear and i'm i am reminded that uh, christ and others have taught that the choice is between love and fear uh that's the actual dichotomy it's not love and hate it's love and fear and yeah. uh it, and when we can choose love when and when we can recognize that uh our fears come either from as you said uh, an interpretation of the past or a projection into the future that we cannot control. We we know that. Uh, I think if if more and more people begin to sort the events of life, the circumstances of life in that way, and look at it through that kind of filter, we're going to have a, a better culture. We're going to have better families. We're going to have better companies. 
Yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, it's like you you got to focus on the things you can control, period. You can't control yeah. the news. You can't control what they're doing here and there, whatever. People are distracted. They're, they get worked up for nothing because they have no control over it. So I tell them, I don't even watch the news. I don't, we, we, we don't watch the news because, I mean, I kind of know what's going on and things like that, but it, it, it just, every time I watch the news, it, it, I get upset. And he gets me in a bad mood and there's nothing I can do. So I choose to do something more proactive. Let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, talk to the kids. Let's do coach soccer or something else. Um, and, and people need to start making that decision. You focus on the things you can control, period. Wow. One of my one of my heroes is Thomas Merton. And Thomas Merton said that in his time, he said, I stopped reading the newspapers. He said, and I believe that anything that I need to know will get to me with the journals that I read because they're reflective. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's an important piece to know uh, part, that, you know, what is it that we have to fear today? What is it we have to attend to today? And what things are just fantasies that somebody else wants my attention and wants to cause me to be afraid, so I do what they tell me to do or put the energy into their system. And and I think that's an important piece is is as a as a country, as a culture, we seem to be very vulnerable right now to things like Facebook and Twitter and all of that. And that really controls a lot of how we respond. Uh and the control happens because we choose to allow them to control us. Yeah, we're passive. We're passive. Yeah. I don't think you're passive and nope. I don't think I'm <laughs> passive and I don't think Robert's passive. <laughs> yeah, not in this not not in, not in this uh scenario, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I used to uh um coach people on Mondays for free. I would have um Mondays with Miguel and I would talk to anybody to reach out and how conversations and most of the conversations were based on on fear people had mm. they, were, they were living afraid they were living stressed based on something that they made up from their past or, or or the future it was i was shocked to see that also the um the, the a lot of people with depression and and again it's like for me through years, I'm 60, right? So through a lot of years, I've, I've been able to figure some things out. I've gone to retreats and things like that. But um, in terms of depression, um, the Catholic Church teaches that you have to have a discernment of the spirits. It's like God will allow you to be sad because, you know, you're a bad person or you did something. He would allow, allow it. But the devil will condemn you. He will. So, so, so when those thoughts are coming in and you're getting sad, Go, okay, is, it, is, this, is this like a, a paralyzing sadness? It doesn't come from God. So you have to do the contrary. Uh, in Latin, it's agere contra. So you have to do the opposite. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm depressed. No, get out of bed. I don't want to work out. Go go work out. You have to do the opposite to fix yourself. I tell these people that, and they freak out. I'm like, like, like I am a, a God myself, and, and I just open up their eyes. To me, it's very simple. But they don't, since they're so passive, they're watching TV, playing video games. They're always with the noise in their heads and things like that. It, it, they don't have time to think about anything. Well, that, that's important to think, the reflection. I mean, that, that's an important piece. And, and I think also that 
that what we have have been eating for the last 20 years has a lot to do with with yeah. our health and depression and how we are negotiating this life and and, and i mean stopping uh refusing to eat processed foods uh and 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 going back to to whole foods and and natural foods that's a really important piece yeah you know when my son was diagnosed with cancer uh it was 2006 uh, he was six six years old he got diagnosed in, in september of 2006 and he passed january 1 2007 but during those three months we just dove into okay what are we doing wrong we cut down soda you know snacks uh, uh got rid of the microwave boy that was a tough one you got all these kids <laughs> are used to the microwave and daddy throws away the microwave and it's a revolution but um <laughs> we, we, we've been without it since then uh and you know changing your eating habits and, and we were all amazed of uh the results you know you got more energy more focus um you know not, not as many colds and things like that so there's a lot of uh truth on you are what you eat right that's what they say yeah. Well, the yeah. the executive office uh, or the executive listeners that we have to this podcast uh i think many many of them could uh benefit by paying more attention to their overall health and and to living uh, you know, living an extraordinary life begins with with health, and uh, but it extends into, as you said, uh, getting a mentor, uh, choosing good partners if you're going to choose a partner, yeah. living on a, living a values based life. Miguel, you've been a fantastic guest. This has been great fun. Uh, I hope it's been valuable for you. And uh, if people want to reach you, if they want to find out more about your products or your, maybe they want some tips on soccer coaching. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, how can we support you? You can go to our website and, um, you know, naturalchoicecompany.com. Um, they want to reach out to me. I'm in Instagram at MAG Patriot. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm DM me if you need anything, if you got questions. Um, I'm pretty easy going. I, I think I'm at this stage of my life where I want to give back. Um, you know, I, I think I've taken enough and uh, um, had enough experience to um, get to the point where I'm at, where I could share and help people uh, through their journeys as well uh, to skip some of the, the pain points and things like that. So I'm open for that. Well, you're obviously very generous, and uh, both with your family and, and with your company and now with our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us. Will, can you wrap this up in your usual fine way? Oh, it's just been wonderful uh, to have the conversation and to hear a real entrepreneur uh, who, who uh, learned how to do it by reading some books, finding some good mentors, and then and then. Uh, I did a lot of things, and I'm sure, Miguel, that you, nothing always worked perfectly, right? <laughs> but it didn't stop you. And uh, moving forward, just support other people. I think that's really important is to get that purpose out there to help people. So this has been a wonderful, wonderful time. And I'm so glad to meet you, Miguel, and uh, have a great time today and for the rest of your life. Now, you too. Thank you very much. It's been a true pleasure meeting you. So long, Miguel. 
All right, thanks. Bye. Well, there you have it. Some more amazing examples of why you got to tune in to hear some conversations with some maybe not so famous achievers. Powerful achievers, nonetheless. Right here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net, streaming live from the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.